0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Uh, excited to be with you this evening. Uh, unfortunately, the Knicks uh, do lose to the Bucs uh, by five. The Bucks win 110-105. If you watched me earlier on tonight, I was hosting Daily Wager. I'm coming to you live from uh, Bristol, Connecticut. I liked the under in this matchup. That certainly hit. Why? Well, the Knicks, they're only averaging 103 points a game hints they scored 105 tonight um but defensively performing quite well and uh, of course held the bucks to quote unquote only 110 points but still couldn't seal the deal i also had julius Randle under 18 and a half points and sure enough that hit julius Randle 16 points uh two steals five assists but 12 rebounds how about uh mitch robinson 15 rebounds on the night as well unfortunately zero points but Brunson, boy, was he a man possessed! Forty-five points. I did have the prop bet of over four and a half assists. Um, I missed it by uh, by one assist. Uh, it was it was four. But also, if you tuned into the Knicks pregame show, um, my DraftKings same game parlay. Won it for you, and it was it was. I want to say it was like plus three ten. By the way, we have uh, Julian and Chantel who are producing the show. Guys, were did you produce the uh, the Knicks pregame show as well? Yes, cut all the highlights. Um, so did you guys hear my same game parlay? We did. So, and and again, it was like, I want to say it was like plus three ten or plus three sixty something like that. But I had the under that hit. I had Julius Randle under 18 and a half points. And actually I I I I had the uh an alternate uh Jalen Brunson prop bet in regard to um over three and a half assists, and so that hit at four. So my same game DraftKings same game parlay for the pre-game show actually hit and it won. <laughs> yes, look
2: at that. Ha
1: <laughs> ha so um so we're really excited uh DraftKings has partnered with obviously the NBA and the Knicks and 98.7 ESPN and so for every Knicks pregame show I'm going to provide a same game parlay a three leg same game parlay uh some weeks it'll be four depending how how feisty I'm feeling but uh but really excited that my same game parlay hit for those and hopefully you played it uh and it hit for you at plus 3 Three, like I said I think I think it was at 310 it may have been at three 340 or 360 I'm not sure but nonetheless it was at plus three something which um, definitely depending on how much coin you put down maybe it bought you a new pair of shoes um but bigger picture this is a Knicks team now they're sitting at two and four unfortunately losing to the Milwaukee Bucks tonight uh, let's take a look at some of the other scores in a round. Uh, the NBA and where everything stands right now the Nets they beat the Bulls 109 to 105 uh right now it, we're in the second second quarter the nuggets are up on the Mavericks 46 to 34. the Grizzlies in the second as well up on the uh Portland Trailblazers 48 to 42 Pacers beat the Cavs 121 to 116 the heat took care of the Wizards 121 to 114 and the Warriors beat the beat the Thunder 141 to 139 why is this important well this is the inaugural first season of the in-season tournament and uh, and on Julian Chantel I don't know if you're following this but I'm all in on this I I think this is really really interesting uh it it tipped off tonight of course Um, and these are games that are going to be played on Tuesday and Friday nights. So you've got the East and you've got the West and you've got three groups, group A, B, and C. And in the East, the Knicks are in group B. So they're going up against Milwaukee, the Heat, Washington, and Charlotte. Now what's going to happen here is – so – these games are going to run for the next few weeks. The semifinals start December 7th. The championship uh, is going to be Saturday, December 9th on ABC. And the championship is going to be is, is going to take place in Las Vegas. So so these 30 teams have been randomly drawn into groups within their conference based on their win loss records from last season. Each team will play four designated group play games, one game against each opponent in its group with two games at home and two games on the road. Um, And again, these games will be taking place on Tuesdays and Fridays in November, except of course, election day on Tuesday. Um, Now, Again, the West and the East will have three groups. Group A, B, and C. And like I said, in the East, the Knicks are in the B group. Now, you're going to have one winner from each group. And you're also going to have one wild card from each region. So you'll have one West wild card. And you'll have one East wild card. Based on their record. And then... We get in the semifinals and the finals, and what's what's great about this is the players on the winning team will each get five hundred thousand dollars, a half a million dollars. Players on the losing championship team will get two hundred thousand dollars, players on the losing semifinal team um will get hundred thousand dollars, in players on and players on the losing quarterfinals team will get fifty thousand dollars. Okay, they're also going to name uh, MVP of the in-season tournament. And um, let me tell you something: this is a really big deal with the NBA. Somebody within the NBA office has said this is really this is the biggest thing. This is the most important thing that the NBA has ushered out in in. Over a decade, maybe two. This is a really, really big thing for the NBA. They are all in on this. They want all the teams to be in on this. Um, And by the way, and you could wager on this. So uh, in in regard to the groups, probably the easiest group out of all six is the group that Boston's in. Uh, It's the East Group C. Boston, Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, and Orlando. And by the way, you can wager. I mean, you can wager that Boston is going to make their way out of this group, and um, and I want to say right now it's at 130 minus 130 minus 150 in some places. Uh, I, I think that's the best bet right now in regard to who gets out of the group. Uh, but I do have the Nets beating Boston in the championship. Um, a lot of people like Boston. You know, I was asked, what teams are going to take this most seriously? Uh, Knowing the Miami Heat and knowing Eric Spolscher, their head coach, I want to imagine that the Heat are going to take this seriously, but at the same time, they've had such a slow start, such a bad start to the season. So not a team that I'm going to invest in. Um, And not sure who comes out of that B group. I mean, again, New York lost to the Bucks tonight. The Bucks have been very inconsistent so far this season, getting blown out by some teams um, and winning and beating the Knicks like they did tonight. So I, I do have the Bucks coming out of Group B. Um, in, in the West, I think the Sacramento Kings can be a really good sleeper. In the West Group C, that entails the Golden State Warriors, Minnesota, the Thunder, and San Antonio. Um, I think a lot of people have the Golden State Warriors coming out of this group, but don't underestimate the Sacramento Kings. I I think that's a team that really will put their their best foot forward. It'll be really interesting to see what teams take this tournament seriously. I think there's a lot of fun ways that you can bet this. Like, a lot of people love the Pelicans coming out of Group B, even though Denver and the Clippers and Dallas are in that group. Um... You know, in speaking to a few people that uh, that I know cover the NBA, uh, they actually like Orlando um, coming in as a wild card. Um, again, uh, many people believe that it's going to be an easy road for Boston to, gr- to to win Group C, but Orlando very well can get in as a wild card. Like I said, we'll see how serious Miami takes this. Um, there's a few people, of course, who like Cleveland, even though they lost tonight. Uh, like I said, I like Sacramento. Sacramento. I think Golden State very well has a great chance of winning the the C group, but I like Sacramento to make it as well, either winning the C group or getting in as a wild card. There's a number of people, um, who like the Pelicans to come out of the West group B. And then in the West group, a, I think it's going to come down between the Phoenix suns and the Lakers to see who comes out of that group. But I'm excited for this. You know, I, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting twist on the season. And there's there's a lot of different ways that you can wager on this as well. And so, you know, I think we can all have some fun with this. Uh, some college football tonight as well, just to get you up to speed. Again, if you watch me on Daily Wager, my best bet tonight was Boston College plus three. I didn't need the stinking points. Boston College beat Syracuse straight up 17 to 10. So winner, winner there. I want to say like a few minutes before the game, it was announced that Syracuse was going to play a different quarterback. So I guess that benefited me as well. Wyoming up on Colorado State, 24 to 15. I did like Wyoming. I also like the under in this game. Not sure. We've got two minutes left in the fourth. So yeah, the under is going to hit. It was somewhere, I want to say around 44 and a half. So uh, feeling good about my college football picks and plays tonight heading into a really fun slate of games tomorrow on Saturday and I don't know about have you taken a look at the NFL slate of games on Sunday man uh are we in for a treat and here's what I love about it like every every uh, uh, tier I don't want to call it a tier but okay so first of all we've got an early game we're kicking off in Germany with Kansas City and the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so there, first things first, right? Miami Dolphins, great this season, offensively explosive, Tyreek Hill going up against his former team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Watch out. Then that leads right into Seattle and the Baltimore Ravens. I said preseason. I think Seattle wins their division. Sure enough, the 49ers have lost three straight. Watch out. The Seattle Seahawks are coming for you. The Baltimore Ravens, As well. Top of the AFC North. So, this is going to be a really good game. Then, in the 4 o'clock hour, watch out. The Dallas Cowboys going up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia at home. Favored by three. Okay? And then the evening game, the Buffalo Bills going up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Are you kidding me? So, like, there's no bathroom break. This week in the NFL slate, is there? I don't think so. I I mean, like, I just, I love, I love, like, each and every 9 a.m., 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 8 o'clock, really, some really good games. Can't miss matchups this week in the NFL. And we're going to break it all down. So, with you until midnight tonight, we come back. We're going to hear from Lee Sterling. He's going to join us. We'll talk some college, get you ready. You got Alabama going up against LSU Oklahoma, Oklahoma State for the last time. Red River River battle, rivalry, whatever you want to call it. Some really good college football games. Some really exciting NFL games. We'll break it down with Lee Sterling. We're also going to hear from Fat Jack. We are going to get you locked and loaded for Saturday and Sunday football. Right here on Weekend Wager 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Paramount Sports. And I go way back. Always great to have you on, especially dabbling in some college football. How you doing, man? How's your season so far? It's been a minute.
3: It's, you know, it was really good. I did not have a losing week until three weeks ago. And since that time, I think I'm something like 20 and 20 and a, a push. I've gotten bit. There was like, for instance, last night, South Alabama. Two games in college football. It looked like the starting quarterback was going to be for Duke. You know, their their star Riley Leonard, and last night, uh, uh, Carter Bradley for South Alabama, and they were last-second scratches. So I finally got burned in a game there. It's been it's been tough, back and forth the last three weeks. So hopefully, we get back on track this weekend.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Um, and let's so let's let's start with some college football, right? Uh, yep. no big no bigger than LSU and Alabama. Well, maybe Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. We'll get to that <laughs> in a minute. But um, but LSU going up against Alabama, Alabama at home, favored by three. The over-under is 61 and a half. I, I'm on the Alabama side here, Lee. I, I just I, I feel like LSU's uh, injuries, especially on their defense, is is going to uh, is going to hurt them in this matchup interested to know are we on the same side here
3: are and take nothing away from LSU I said from the beginning I'm watching Jaden Daniels I'm like I've never seen a quarterback last four or five years more accurate than he is if they had a good defense I mean they're the best team in the country so he has thrown for at least 320 passing yards all eight games their defense is so bad The three biggest games against Florida State, Ole Miss, and Missouri, they gave up at least 490 yards and allowing 45, 55, and 39 points. They lost two of those three games. I thought they should have even have lost the Missouri game. Missouri had like eight plays where anything goes on in that eight plays. If one of those plays goes Missouri's way, they win that game, but not to be— I think Bama and Nick Saban, you know he's sitting in that bye week in these offensive and defensive meetings. He'll come up with a couple new schemes. Uh, He'll come up with a couple new plays that will make the difference here. And I think their offense is slowly picking up some steam here. Roll Tide, Alabama 38-31.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. We're on the same side there. Thank God. Uh, let's talk about Georgia going up against Missouri. Georgia favored by 15. The over-under is 55 and a half here. I'm playing the over in this game. Missouri, um, they gave Georgia a run for their money last year. A very explosive wide receiving core. Put a 34 against South Carolina. And we know Georgia's good for 40. So I, I like the over here. How are you playing this one?
3: Uh, you know, even if Georgia doesn't get 40, I think all they got to do is probably get to the the mid 30s to hit the over here. Why do I say that? You hit on the three receivers from Missouri. Luther Burden is going to be a number one receiver in the NFL for a team. Their other two guys are really good. If Cook, their quarterback, doesn't throw those two interceptions, as I said earlier, they beat LSU. So they they're consistent. They score between 34 and 39 points each of the last five games. I know. Georgia's a different animal here, but they had the buy to prepare for this week. Uh, their defense is underrated. Jaden Daniels had a big game in that game, but Carson Beck isn't close to that level. I, I just think that Georgia, you know, uh, maybe it was a combination. They're pretty good, uh, not as great as they were the last few years in Florida. Florida is just bad this year. They just don't have any big-time players here. Uh, they almost won the game, did Missouri last year, 26-22, and they seem to play their best here as a double-digit road dog, getting at least 13 points. They're 6-0 and against the spread. I got a score here like Georgia, 38, Missouri, 28. I think Missouri's going to cover the game.
1: I like it. Um, and, and like I said, I, I, it's music to my ears because I like the over, uh, we have to talk about Oklahoma and Oklahoma state, right? This one very well could go down in the history books. Who knows? Um, Oklahoma favored on the road. Uh, so Oklahoma state makes them a home dog getting six points. The over under is 62. I'm on Oklahoma state here. What say you?
3: So is the public. And if. Oklahoma had one last week. I think they would have been right for an upset. But Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State, the coaching up, there's three teams and like three different conferences. And Oklahoma State is one of the teams in the Big 12. They just don't have much talent. But they, the coaching job that Gundy did with them is amazing. Give them credit. But they're kind of limited here. They can run the football, but Alan Bowman, who actually was recruited by Cliff Kingsbury all the way back in Texas Tech when he was there, he's good. If they know what's coming and you can't throw the ball down the field, and I don't think they have the receivers that can really hurt Oklahoma, Oklahoma can hang with you. Last week, Kansas has some real high-level skilled players here and maybe one of the best offensive coordinators in the country. I don't think Oklahoma State's on that level here. Um, not a play I'm giving my clients, but I like Oklahoma, 32-23. I think Gabriel, Gabriel quarterback for Oklahoma, his escapability, ability, to make plays on the run here, running and throwing might be the difference, slightly
1: into Oklahoma. One more for you, Washington and yes. USC. I just, I, Caleb Williams, I, I, maybe the spotlight got too big. Maybe his head got too big. Uh, you know, uh, You know, obviously winning the Heisman last year. Uh, USC, home dog against Washington, getting three. The over-under is 77. I'm on the under here. Am I on the right side of the total, Lee?
3: The number I had is, is like right there at 70. So I think both defenses really worry me. I watched the Washington last couple games on tape. I thought they were going to be real strong up the middle. Both their defensive tackles they actually rotate four guys there. I thought that was the strength of their defense. They're getting pushed off the ball and turned and double teamed and, and knocked out. And that's part of a problem if the team can start running on you. And they're not making plays on the ball here. What's crazy is Michael Penix and Williams, quarterback for USC, have the exact same number of touchdowns and interceptions. 24 touchdowns, six interceptions. I just think that USC's difference is they're just a little bit worse on defense. They gave up 527 yards and 49 points to Cal. Cal, last year, I couldn't figure out what type of offense they were running. This year, they're in year one of the air raid here, and they put up almost 50 points on them. I think Washington's going to win this game probably, like, 38 to 30 here, so I, I have a slight lean to the under, but I think Washington's the right side. I think Michael Penix, the Heisman race is back on the tracks and picking up steam.
1: Lee Sterling joining us, ParamountSports.com. Let's turn our attention to the NFL, and the Giants head out to Sin City, baby. They're taking on the Raiders in Las Vegas. Raiders favored by one and a half. The over/unders 37 and a half. I tell you, no respect here. Daniel Jones is back for the Giants. Saquon Barkley is going to play. The offensive line is getting healthier. The Raiders, they fire everyone, and they bench Jimmy Garoppolo, and they're still favored, Lee. No respect, <laughs> I tell you, none. How are you playing this one?
3: So I got to see the Raiders a couple of weeks ago when I was up in Chicago in person, and it amazed me. Other than Crosby, there's not one player on that defense, I think, that is even average. I mean, he's like two or three players. He is all over the field. You even watch him in warm-ups. I've never seen an in, more intense guy, but that offense is broken. I would have gone with Jimmy G again. That would give them the best chance to win. He just had an awful game. Sometimes you come back awful layoff. He was awful on Monday night here. Aiden O'Connell's not the guy. I mean, I don't think he has the experience. I think the Giants are going to come after him. Shows a bunch of different blitzes that he hasn't seen here. And... I the Giants, I think that they're going to be a team that makes some noise in the second half. Maybe they don't make the playoffs, but look out. It all starts here. I like the G men. I think they win this game here easy 31 17.
1: Oh, well, that's yep. music. To, that's music to the ears of Giants fans. Let's stick in the NFC yep. East where the Eagles and the Cowboys hopefully will be beating up on one another. Even though we're hearing Jalen Hurts is hurt. Uh, because of his knee. Philadelphia still favored by three at home going up against the Dallas Cowboys. Boy, I tell you what, Lee, Dak Prescott looked good last week. I, not, I'm not I'm not I'm staying away from this one. If anything, I'll play the over, which is uh, at 47. Uh this game scares me a little bit.
3: So this is crazy. Usually on these big games, they're usually one I think one turnover, one call makes a difference. I have a strong opinion on as crazy as it may seem, the the Giants and All of the four big games this week, and this is one of them. I think Jalen Hurts, how do you slow him down and getting the ball to A.J. Brown? Put heat on him. I think the Dallas front, led by Micah Parsons, can do that. Also, Philadelphia's pass defense, their secondary is atrocious here. So Dallas got waxed by San Francisco. Sometimes it's how you match up against teams. And Dallas has won and covered four of the last five games when these two teams have squared off here. They might get back eight-time pro bowler, left tackle Tyron Smith. And I I just have a feeling that, uh, you know, this Dallas team is just, they're just peaking at the right time. Not saying they're going to be great in the playoffs again, but I think they get the job done. Wrong team favored. Dallas, the timing is right, 30-23 over Philadelphia.
1: Woo! Woo! Another, uh, I'm telling you, this game just, it scares me. Um, Buffalo going up against the Bengals. the Bengals, Joe Burrow looking mighty good as of late yeah. Bengals favored by two at home against the bills. The over under is 50 and a half. I'm on the cats here. Who, who, what, who, what say you, who are you with?
3: So when I looked at this game, I just felt last year, you know, the game, unfortunately with, with Hamlin, when he went down, when it's such a tragedy, It was, I think Cincinnati had them that game. And then they go to Buffalo playoffs and they steamrolled them 27 to 10. Now, if this was the first couple of weeks of the season, might lay off the game, might even look at Buffalo, but how things have changed. The only thing that gives me cause here for, to, to maybe hesitate is Joe Mixon, who looked great last week, finally showing some explosiveness. All of a sudden he showed up on the injury list as questionable with a chest injury. If he can't go, I'm going to wait on this wager. I might lay off the game. If he does play, I think Cincinnati's the call here. Joe Burrow's playing great. Something's wrong with the Buffalo offense. And they'd already lost to Darius White and also maybe one of the top four or five linebackers in the game in Matt Milano. Last Mm -hmm. week, they lose to Quan Jones. I think Cincinnati, as long as Joe Mixon plays, is the right side 31-24.
1: All right. Last one for you yeah. before we let you go. And that's bright and early, baby. 9 30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Eastern time. We got a good one. Miami Dolphins. You and I both from Miami. We know this team well. Going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. Now, Miami's been in Germany since Monday. Kansas City didn't arrive till Thursday. The trend right now this season is the team that arrives to the city first, the host city, uh, albeit how many, how many miles away it is um is uh, is the winner yeah. I, I just I don't I, I just uh, to me I don't this line's been moving it was a three jumped down to one and a half it's back up to two um I, I I'm on Kansas City here uh the over under is 50. who do you like in this matchup Lee? All
3: right so these are two teams that I have done very well going for and against all year. I think I'm six and two on Miami and five and three going for against Kansas City. I think something's wrong with Kansas City, Anita. I think they should have made a trade for a receiver. Rice and Sky Moore, I don't think they're the guys. I mean, these are guys that are like third receivers. So Miami, I love the fact they went on Monday. Uh, I've been overseas a few times, and it usually takes me two or three days just to feel normal. And we're talking about guys that are playing in the NFL, an NFL game. I think Kansas City made a mistake waiting so long. Miami, at one time in the game last week against New England, they had lost all five starting offensive linemen. It looks like three for sure, and maybe four will be back for this game. That's huge. If they only have like two or three, I would hesitate, but I think they're going to be able to run enough. You don't need to run for 140, 150 yards. They bust a couple runs here. They'll soften up the defense, and then on defense, this is the first time the entire defense is intact. Last week, they got Jalen Ramsey in an underrated slot corner and safety Nick Needham back. This week, it looks like Xavier Howard will be back. Also, their uh, real good safety, Holland, will be back here. I think it's taken them a while to adjust to Vic Fangio's system here. I think they're just getting ready to peak at the right time. They did not match up against Philly. That was a bad matchup. Facing Philly at the wrong time. They face Buffalo at the wrong time. I think they're getting Kansas City at the right time here. I'm calling for the upset. Miami finally gets that signature win here, 34-30.
1: Woo! All right. Lee Sterling joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, feeding us winners. Uh, Lee, folks out there want to figure you out, find out where to find you, what other picks you can uh, present to them, college uh, or pro. How can they find you, my friend?
3: Just go to the website, ParamountSports.com. I always have a bunch of, of free pick videos you can watch, the big college and NFL games. Each one's like two minutes that I break down every week, eight to 10 of those. We rotate those almost every single hour. Um, been in business. This is my 30th year, and we don't call it November here. We call it Dovember. You can get from now through the end of the month, 297. You're going to get generally 13 to 15 selections a week. We rate the selections from 10 to 50 units, and only had one losing season. This will be our 30th year. Check us out, ParamountSports.com.
1: Awesome. Thank you, my friend. Always great to hear from you. You too, Anita. You got it. Uh, Still a lot more coming your way, 98.7 ESPN.
0: You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Welcome back to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Each and every week, Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com joins us. And it's always great to have you, sir. How are you doing? It's week nine. I'm
2: doing great, actually. Things are going really well. It's always good when you head into this time of the year when you're winning. And we had another good week last week. My only loss on Sunday, I went 3-1 on Sunday. I had Minnesota Monday, had uh, Pittsburgh last night. But my only loss on Sunday was the the, uh, Baltimore game. That If you watch that game, you know they were up multiple, uh, over double digits, gave up a score, then gave up an onside kick, then uh, they gave up a field goal at the end to win by 7 instead of 10. That was my only loss, but it was hard to be upset about it because everything else was good. Had Denver, I was actually at the Denver-Kansas City game. I didn't anticipate five turnovers, but that ended up being good. So yeah, this time of year, especially as we have Breeders' Cup weekend and we start college basketball, always good to be in a hot streak, which is where I am right now. So excited about this weekend.
1: I love it. All right, so let's start off. I always like to start off in our own backyard, right, talking Giants, Jets, uh, obviously, with the people here care most about. Um, This is a Giants team getting Daniel Jones back. Some people say that's a plus. Some people think it's a negative. Uh, Heading to Las Vegas, baby, Sin City. You know it real well, Fat Jack. Uh, This is a Raiders team. No respect, I tell you, the Giants are getting. The Raiders, they fire their head coach, their general manager, their offensive coordinator. They bench Jimmy Garoppolo. They're still favored by one and a half. The over-under is 37 and a half here. What gives? How are you playing this?
2: Yeah, there's a special place in heaven this year for Giants and Jets fans that go ahead and stick out the year. I mean, we thought that Aaron Rodgers was the beginning or was the end of the apex of injuries. But it's actually 73% of all starting quarterbacks from the start of the year got injured or have been injured at some point. So being able to play backup quarterbacks has become a normal thing. In this situation, as you said, we get Las Vegas. is basically saying, you know what, we've seen enough. Let's see what else we have. And that is good for the Giants. Garoppolo, not very good, but they're much better, at least power rank-wise in the state of, of Nevada, of the line setters. They're much better with him than without him. The Giants have been get, get, have not been getting great quarterback play, as you kind of alluded to, with or without Jones. So I don't know that that matters a whole lot. What I do like about the Giants, they're not quitting. They haven't lost the locker room. And I think Las Vegas, I know there's players in that Las Vegas locker room that have, uh, they're looking up and seeing what else is on the horizon. They're not worried about this game. I, I, it is certainly an insult and a slap in the face that the Giants are not favored in this spot. But in the NFL – when you don't score a lot of points, it is super hard to become a road favorite. The Giants are not an offensive explosive by any stretch. Under in the game is certainly a good play as well. 5-0 and oh, uh, to the under the last five Giants games have gone under. And Las Vegas, 5-1, five, uh, five of their last six have gone under. So not a lot of points coming out of either of these camps. I like the Giants here. I do think they go on the road. It's one of those games that it'd be really hard to bet on because – you have the, Once you get into the psyche of teams losing head coaches and stuff, you definitely – um it's hard to predict how they're going to respond. But I don't think there's going to be a bounce, that interim coach bump or some type of bounce coming by, by the firing. I think you've got a Las Vegas team that's lost, not very good, and doesn't execute against a Giants team that is still playing hard. Give me the Giants plus the points on this one.
1: I like it, and I'm sure folks here – like what you're saying um let's take a look at minnesota going up against the atlanta falcons atlanta at home this line is is been fluctuating it was four earlier today it's now minus three and a half the over under is 37 and a half atlanta going with heineke who i actually like the minnesota vikings as we know no kirk cousins torn achilles had surgery i'm sure you you saw the photo on on instagram him in his purple cast um, but they traded for Josh, Joshua Dobbs, but he's not going to be ready for this week. So they're going with a quarterback hall who I've never heard of before. How are you playing this? I love Atlanta here. I love Atlanta. Uh, yeah, are, I- we on, are we on the same side?
2: Yeah, quarterbacks. From, no, we're not the quarterbacks from BYU. Um, and, yeah, that's okay. You know, somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose. That's OK. And I do like the, these games that we go over. I like to feature ones that I kind of like sides and totals because it gives extra plays out there, gives guys a, a little bit more of a sweat. And this is one of those games people think Kirk Cousins, certainly a big part of what they were trying to do. But the reality is their offense had not been clicking even with him. Um, Eight of the last nine in the series have gone under. Minnesota's gone under seven of eight games this year. So it's not been an offensive juggernaut out of this Vikings team, even before the injury. Uh, Five of the last five Minnesota games have gone under. Five of the last six Atlanta games have gone under. As you said, we're going with Heineke. We're going with a rookie from BYU. This is not going to be an offensive explosion. Look for both these teams. Try to limit turnovers, limit mistakes, try to win field position, be conservative, I, there's a few of these games that look under I do think will have some added points for different reasons, but this is not one of them. Let's go under the 37 and a half and I actually like Minnesota here. It's up over a field goal and the, the rookie from BYU did not play bad during his time last week. I think that they he manages the game and there's always value when you go to somebody that literally nobody knows But you're always looking for that drop-off. Where were they with their starter versus where they are now? And the reality is it was an inflated perception of what Kirk Cousins was when he was starting. They weren't scoring a bunch of points before. Look for a low-scoring game that always leaves the back door open. Give me Minnesota plus the points in that
1: one. Interesting. Uh, Let's talk about Carolina. This might be one of my favorite plays. Carolina at home, a revenge spot for Frank Wright, head coach, no longer calling the plays. Don't forget they gave the offensive play calling duty to a legit offensive coordinator last week. And, of course, they beat Houston. Now Indy comes to Carolina. Carolina home home dogs at plus two and a half, uh, and the over-under is 44. I like Carolina here. What say you?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, on the show that runs around on the Yes Network around New York almost two or three times every Saturday on the Yes Network, I, I, we do a top pick of the day. And last week I gave Carolina as that top pick. Never had not covered, had not won. And uh, I said, you know what, that's our team. Let's go get them. They end up getting the win uh, on the late field goal. In fact, I had Denver as well. I think my clients were like, what are you doing, Jack? Are you trying? Are you trying to punish us with some of these picks? But they ended up winning. And I do think there's still some value here. Carolina is not a team that's going to wow you on film, but they're getting a little bit better each and every week, uh, six and two uh, their last eight at home. Um, and I think that this team can absolutely can win this game. So um Give me Carolina plus the points here. I also like the under in this one as well. Um, Indy had been scoring some points on the road, but also giving up points on the road. And when Carolina wins going forward, I think they're going to need a few more points. So not a great defense is good for them. Uh, so I like Carolina at home plus the points as well. After this, the value will be gone from Carolina. But I do think it's a, a little bit of, we, we believe a little, we don't believe it all last week. We believe a little bit this week. I'll take Carolina plus the points.
1: Again, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. Joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, before we let you go, let's talk about two primetime games. By the way, I love the slate this week. Let me yeah. just say, right, we open up bright and early, Kansas City and Miami, the 1 o'clock. I can't wa- wait to watch Seattle and the Baltimore Ravens. I think that's going to be a good one. 4 o'clock, we got Dallas and the Cowboys. And then, of course, Sunday night, Buffalo going up against the Bengals, uh, the Bengals at home. Favored by two, the over/under is fifty and a half. I like the cats here. Joe Burrow just looks really unstoppable. How are you playing this one?
2: Yeah, if, if you look at recency bias, you have to see two teams go different directions, right? I mean, this early in the year, what would the line have been in week three if this had been a game? I mean, Buffalo was was rolling along. Uh, they ended up beating Miami. Cincinnati totally lost. Couldn't offensive line wasn't protecting anybody, and all of a sudden, Cincinnati, as they seem to do, flipped the switch. Now they're playing well. I like the total here actually a lot. I've made a ton of money not only this year but the last couple of years playing under on the road in the Buffalo games. Buffalo's coaching staff on down does not. We see it when they open up Josh Allen and he throws a ton of interceptions. Everybody looks at him like, what are you doing, dude? Well, those coaches understand that if they can keep him close to the vest and have him not make those mistakes, uh, that he's a very efficient quarterback. It's those unforeseen, ridiculous turnovers that end up getting Josh Allen in trouble. Nine of Buffalo's last 11 games on the road have gone under. This team, although you think you have a marquee quarterback, puts up a lot of points. That's not the way they play. They play conservative close to the best Four of the last five in the series have gone under. And as I said, nine of the last 11 Buffalo games have gone under. Absolutely love the under in this one. So Buffalo since the under. No real opinion on the side. You do have teams going different ways, but This is also that circle the wagons time where maybe Cincinnati shows what we were seeing early in the year or Buffalo reverses trend and has a breakout performance after a couple of questionable weeks. So under the total in that one, much better play.
1: And last but not least, before we let you get off to your fun evening, we got to talk about the Jets. They are playing Monday night against the Chargers. Their defense has just been unbelievable. Uh, they're just—they keep on winning three straight. Now they're home, home dog, uh, getting three and a half with the Chargers and Justin Herbert coming to town. The over/under is at forty. What's your play here, if any?
2: Yeah. yeah, it goes under again on Thursday night. I mean, the under primetime games have been really good, even when it looks like it should go under, right? I mean, some of these games like this one, you're like, how does it get over? The Jets, if they're in it, and they're supposed to be in it. They're only a three-point dog. They're going to need to play great defense, which they've been doing. Uh, all of the trends look under. Five of the last five Chargers games have gone under the total. That's five in a row for them. Five of the last six Jets games at home have gone under. Nine of the last 12 Jets games overall have gone under. The Chargers are five and, under, five and two this year to the under. Everything leads under. I'm not going over. I don't want to rely on turnovers and pick sixes and scoops and scores and all the things that it would take to get this game over. And I do think it's competitive, so I would I would lean toward the Jets plus the points here. Chargers for a long time this year, the Chargers head coach was favored to be fired first. Um, Vegas's coach took that took that uh, you know award away from him, but they are lost there and, and lost on the offensive side. And that's Jets defense. You cannot show up lost. I like the Jets plus the points here and a much better play under the total.
1: Love it. You're the best. We so appreciate you joining us each and every week. Fat Jack, really do appreciate it. Fatjacksports.com. Let the folks know how they can get more picks, more plays from you, a fun college football slate as well as more uh, NFL picks.
2: Yeah, and the Breeders' Cup for free this weekend. If you get signed up, I know, I know, I went to the Meadowlands and bet the bet the uh, Breeders' Cup for tomorrow. Eight different races, you get them absolutely free: trifecta, exacta, and a winner in all eight races. When you sign up, at least through the weekend for football and basketball. We had Orlando last night as a winner. I'll give you. Uh, we have Memphis going tonight. We'll see how that does. But the NBA also making money, as you said. College basketball and college basketball starts on Monday. So a great time at fatjacksports.com. Less than $100 a week to make money for those longer packages. Get signed up today and start winning.
1: Fantastic. Great stuff. Anita Marks with you. Fat Jack. Still uh, more coming your way right here on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back, 98.7 ESPN. I want to remind you the 2024 Navy Federal Credit Union NHL Stadium Series comes to MetLife Stadium this winter for not one but two games. Featuring four division rivals, the Flyers face off against the Devils on Saturday, February 17th at 8 o'clock. The Rangers take on the Islanders on Sunday, February 18th at 3 p.m. Tickets are on sale now at nhl.com slash stadium series tickets. So make sure you log on to find out more. Hey, listen, I want to thank both Lee Sterling Joining us to talk some college football and NFL, getting you ready for this week, as well as Fat Jack. Always great to have Fat Jack on the program with us each and every week. We are absolutely blessed. Uh, both these gentlemen, uh, just just spot on, feeding the people, feeding us, great picks and plays, um, as well as as well as me. Again, if if you don't recall, when we opened up uh, the show my same game parlay. Featured by DraftKings. Uh, we won today on the uh, same game parlay for the Knicks. So really excited about that. Uh, I'm excited to be back with you tomorrow. High noon right here on 98.70 ESPN. I'll be coming to you live from Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the Giants and the Raiders. That matchup, the Giants just getting disrespected by the by the uh, the odds makers. What is going on there? The Jets, another primetime game. Uh, we'll also talk about the Knicks. Unfortunately, again, a loss tonight against the Bucs. What does that mean? So and we'll be taking your calls. So have a great night, everybody. We so appreciate you tuning in to Can uh, Wager. And I'll see you tomorrow, high noon, right here on 98.7 ESPN. I want to thank our producers, Chantel and Julian, who always do a great job. Everybody have a great night. I'll see you tomorrow, 98.7 ESPN.